Pump up the volume on your parenting with Parent Pump Radio. Tune into something different that makes a difference. At Parent Pump Radio, instead of a ripple, we choose to create a splash. Get energized, get inspired, and get informed with how to parent in the new millennium. With your host and parent coach super guide, Jacqueline T.D. Wynn. Hi, this is Jacqueline T.D. Huynh. We're here to pump up your parenting skills, pump up your knowledge, and pump up your energy. Welcome to Parent Pump Radio. Please share, tag, like, and comment our episodes. It's an effort to get more of our information out to more and more people. Our show is available on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and syndicated on missionsradio.org and liveleadplay.com. If you're looking for a speaker or leadership development trainer for your organization or event, please go to my website at integrativeminds.com to learn more about what I offer and contact me at info at integrativemind.com to schedule a meeting time. So healthy marriages are good for couples' mental and physical health. They're also good for the children. Growing up in a happy home protects children from mental, physical, educational, and social problems. However, about 40 to 50% of married couples in the United States divorce. And the number one reason for divorce is an unhealthy environment for the children. Being a child of divorce may create an unhealthy legacy, but remaining in a dysfunctional marriage is worse for the children and yourself. Whether you are on the percentage side of divorce, thinking about divorce, or married, today's show will be of a major interest to you because it's about ending conflict, healing hurt, and restoring love. And our guest today knows all of that too well. He was a former divorce attorney. 15% of his clients never divorced, and the ones who did were able to part as friends. Even the producer of Oprah was moved by his work because they featured him on one of their shows. Media across the country call him the love counselor, and his approach to life has been called the penicillin of psychology. His book, How to Heal a Painful Relationship is about ending conflict, healing the hurt, and restoring the love. It became a national bestseller, and his newest book, Get Your Power Back, shows how to find and heal the inner issues that destroy love and sabotage our lives. He shows step-by-step on how to resolve problem areas, heal relationships, and create a new great life. And he's trained thousands of therapists, led seminars, and worked with people around the world. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to Bill Ferguson. Hi, Bill. Hi there. I've been looking forward to doing this with you. Yes, me too, because all of us need more love in our life. Yes, that is for sure. That is for sure. (laughs) Tell me how you got started, because you started as a divorce attorney. Yes. Yeah, I was a divorce attorney. And then one of the things I saw as a divorce attorney was that on the surface was all the anger and the resentment and the upset and the bitterness. And always, always, always what was underneath all the upset was a tremendous amount of hurt. And always what was under the hurt was the love. We wouldn't be upset if we didn't care. That's true. And they say love and hate is the same. It's ambivalence. That's the opposite. Right. 
Yes, yes. So, so one thing I discovered is that love never, 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 never is love enough to have a relationship work because the divorce courts are full of people that love each other. So the thing that makes the difference is not the love, it's the experience of love. If I interact with you in a way where you feel loved, our relationship will be great. And if I interact with you in a way where you feel unloved, our relationship will be a disaster. That's so true. So if I want my relationship with you to be great, it's up to me. Yep. You got to take ownership for your action. The other person can't make you angry, upset, or in any way, or loved. You have to own that. Yes. Yes. And there's something very, very specific that creates the experience of love. And there's something very specific that destroys Mm, it. Okay. Let's get into it. I'm ready. Okay. Okay. What creates the experience of love is giving the gift of acceptance and appreciation. See, you're you. And I can love the way you are. I can hate the way you are. It isn't going to change a thing. You're still you. But if I can let you be the you that you're going to be anyway, if I can accept you for the way that you are anyway, and then add a little bit of appreciation, that creates love. So if I genuinely accept and appreciate you just for who you are, just the way you are, how does it feel? Wonderful. It feels great. And you feel empowered. You feel better about yourself. You feel better about life. Your walls of protection come down around me because you don't need them. And then automatically, you feel better about me. Yep. And then I get empowered and I feel better about you. And then you feel better about me and I feel better about you and you feel better about me. And we create this cycle of loving, supporting, and empowering each other that brings out the best in everybody. See, and that's the way most romantic relationships begin. Right. And then somehow it gets lost after you get the paper signed. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, there's something else that happens. See, and every one of us has a hurt from the past Ah, that totally runs our life. And it's the childhood hurt of feeling worthless, not good enough, not worth loving, failure, something like that. And it is never, never, never the truth. It's just a suppressed emotion. But it's an emotion that will do almost anything to avoid feeling. That's a very good point. Yeah. So you and I, let's say you and I have this great relationship. Sparks are flying. But no matter how wonderful you are, you're never going to be wonderful enough so as to not trigger my hurt. Uh, it's like a bad sunburn on your back. Something's going to touch it. Dr. John Gray talks about this, where you go into a relationship with another person so that you can heal that past childhood wound because they're going to touch on that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So you're just being you strikes that nerve in me. I don't notice that I've nerve, got a nerve that's being triggered. All I notice is what triggers it which is you. So subconsciously you are perceived as a threat. Yep. So to, so to protect myself from you, I put up my walls of protection and then I become non-accepting, judgmental, critical. You need to change. What's the matter with you? You're wrong. You know, you need to do this. You need to do that. And then as I become judgmental, critical of you, that destroys love. Yep. 
and it destroys your healing process because you're supposed to see that trigger and heal from it. Yeah, but you see, when, when the nerve gets triggered in our culture, we don't notice there's a nerve being triggered. The only thing we notice is the other person. Yep. So of course, as long as I'm putting my focus on you, you know, there's no focus on the nerve. The nerve doesn't get healed. And then I make everything worse very quickly. Yep. There's that saying, right? When you're pointing at someone else, you've got four fingers pointing back at you. Yes. So as I become non-accepting, judgmental, critical towards you, that destroys love. You get hurt. You get upset. You put up your walls of protection. And then automatically, you become more non-accepting, judgmental, critical towards me. And then strikes my nerve more. I get more upset. I become more against you. You become more against me. I become more against you. You become more against me. And we create this cycle of conflict, this cycle of hurting, attacking, and withdrawing from each other that brings out the worst in everybody. Mm. And the thing that I found is that anytime there's a relationship that isn't working or any area of life that isn't working, there is always going to be an underlying condition of resisting or hanging on that's creating the problem. It creates a state of fear and upset. It destroys our ability to see what needs to be done and it forces destructive behavior. And in relationships, this underlying condition manifests itself as a cycle of conflict. You get rid of the cycle of conflict, you get the love back, and then everything takes care of itself. When you talk about this, I'm thinking about a man and a woman, the husband and wife relationship. How does it affect the parent-child relationship? Well, it's all the same. You know, whether you have a relationship with a parent, with a, a, a spouse, a co-worker, it's all the same. And, and it's also the same with life. Every time you interact with another person, you're mm -hmm. either going to create love or you're going to destroy love. And whatever you give is going to come right back. Also, another thing I want to, want to be sure and mention is that accepting somebody, you know, clearly some people are very difficult to accept. Yes. But acceptance is nothing more than surrendering to the truth because that person's the way that person is, whether we like it or not. But accepting somebody doesn't mean you got to live with them. You can let somebody be exactly the way the person is and be that way somewhere else. See, when you can surrender to the truth, you can see the truth. And when you can see the truth, you can put your focus on what do you need to do based on the facts? And that's where life works. You look at any area of life that works great, that's an area where you can flow with whatever happens. You look at any area of life that isn't working, why it's not working is because you can't flow. Instead of putting focus on what do I need to do based on the facts, the focus is on fighting the facts. Yeah. And when we do that, we destroy love and we make everything worse very, very quickly. It's a common thing for women to try to change their men. We hear yeah. about this yeah. joke. Uh, that, And I think that it's in our heart intention that we want people around us to be better. But like you said, you have to look at it and say, this is a situation, this is that person, and I got to accept it or I got to walk away. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's all about surrendering to the truth. Yep. Because that person's the way that person is, whether we like it or not. Our feelings are totally, totally irrelevant. I had a hard lesson in life about that with many of my relationships. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, why we can't be at peace with the truth 
Because again, look at any area of your life that works great, that's an area where you can flow with whatever happens. The areas of life that don't work are areas where we can't flow. Okay. And why we can't flow with these areas is these areas hurt. Can you elaborate on that? This area in my life hurts. Being with this person hurts, so it doesn't flow. What strikes a nerve? You see, uh, you, you mentioned something earlier about how upsets are never caused by what happens. Mm-hmm. No circumstance can create an upset. All a circumstance can do is strike a nerve that's already there, which is why different people get upset at different things. That's a good point. So let me tell you how this hurt gets created. We're born pure love. Every one of us are born pure love, but we're born into a world that kills it. So every one of us gets hurt and we get hurt a lot. And as little kids, the only way we can explain these incredibly painful losses of love is to blame ourselves. Mm. Clearly, I'm the problem. And then we decide very specifically what that problem is. I'm not good enough. I'm not worth loving. I'm worthless. I'm a failure. I'm this. I'm that. And it's never the truth. But in the eyes of the little child, it becomes our truth. And then we fight the very belief we created, which then magnifies it out of proportion. And any circumstance that comes along and implies that we really are not good enough, not worth loving, worthless, or whatever our issue is, that circumstance will be perceived as a threat and we will be forced to either attack it or run from it. So literally every relationship that doesn't work, every area of life that doesn't work can be traced to this hurt. Why do you think it's so hard for people to change, to see these things? Well, we're taught to look, see, we live in a world where all the focus is on the circumstances. Instead of looking inside, we're taught to look outside. We're convinced that happiness and upsets come from what happens in our life. But that's an illusion. Happiness and upsets can never come from outside of us. It can only come from within. But we live in a world that teaches us it's all about the outside. So all of our focus is outside of us, and we don't look inside. And of course, when you don't look inside, you're not going to see But what's on the outside ultimately is just a mirror of what's on the inside. The areas of life that don't work are never the problem, they're the symptom. And then we go through life trying to change the symptoms, but nothing ever changes. Yeah, we end up being with the same people with different faces, same relationship, just different homes. Yeah, yeah. And the same area of life that doesn't work continues to not work over and over and over again. But you see, the thing that's great is that all this stuff can get reversed and it can get reversed relatively easy, but it takes looking at life in a different way and it takes looking inside, which is not what we're taught to do. Right. And here's the thing, too. We're talking about men and women who are in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, even beyond, who have been doing this over and over. It might be one thing to recognize that hey as a child i was came from an alcoholic home drug addict abuse all these things neglect i think changing is harder to do on your own how do you do that with knowing this stuff on a head level knowing this stuff intellectually isn't going to change a thing right you see but you can heal see like this hurt is something you're going to be working on for a while but you can heal a major major hunk of it very very fast and what's more important is to get on top of it. What I do when I, when I work with people is first we have them identify what the hurt is. You know, worthless, not good enough, something like that. 
And then what gives the herd all of its power is fighting it. We fight the belief and we fight all the emotion associated with it. So everything we do to get rid of it makes it bigger. You cannot get rid of it, but you can take away its relevance and be so what about it. But in order to get to the so what, you have to first face that part of you. And then once you face the dragon, you discover on a heart level that the dragon is an illusion and it has no teeth. Mm -hmm. It's just nothing more than thoughts and feelings. And once you get the profound truth of that, it changes your life. And that can happen very quickly. Understanding the truth of that isn't going to change a thing. But when you get it on a heart level, on an emotional level, which can happen quickly, that can change everything. Changing the story that we tell ourselves. And that's what I feel it changes our life. Because what happened in our life just happened. Like you were saying, yeah. somebody could get really upset about it. I mean, someone who got raped, uh, molested, yeah. like Oprah, pick her for an example. She talks about that. And yet she used that as a story to empower her and to change the yeah. world. But other yeah. people who have been molested have gone down a path of darkness and maybe yeah. even suicide, right? So same situation, different story. So it, is that what I'm hearing from you? Because it's never, it's never what happens. It's how we relate to what happens. Right. Eckhart Tolle has this quote that I love. He said that when you interact with whatever happens in a positive way, you're going to create a positive life. And if you interact with whatever happens in a negative way, you're going to create a negative life. Right. See, it's never, never, never what happens. It's how we relate right. to what happens. Right, right. You see, and the thing that creates so much suffering is our fighting the truth. Literally, every area of life that isn't working that's an area where something is the way that it is and we're fighting it. Mm -hmm. And when we fight it, it destroys our ability to see what needs to be done. And it forces us to act in a way that makes everything worse. I agree. And once you see that and really get that, it's a game changer. Yeah, really our mind is so powerful. We don't realize how powerful it is. And we spend so much time trying to do and get things when it's really yeah. about being. We are a human being. We're supposed to be and not human doing. Yeah, another thing I've discovered is that all destructive behavior comes from suppressed hurt. Literally, all destructive behavior comes from suppressed hurt. You get rid of the suppressed hurt, there's nothing left but love. Yep. And in that state of love, there is no destructive behavior. And all the craziness that's happening on the planet is the collective hurt of the planet. Yeah. Yeah, they say over 80% of our planet lives in an energy of anger, frustration, all the angst. Yeah. And that's all pure, pure hurt. Yes. It all, all pure hurt. Because anger really isn't an emotion. It's really reaction from an emotion, like you were saying, of sadness, fear, Hurt. Anger, resentment, and blaming are all defense mechanisms. Right. They're they're forceful deflections. Yep. Yeah, that's the problem over there, over there, over there. Not me. Yes. Oh my God, I deal with that. There are people in my life that I have to deal with that. It's all about you, what you did. Yes. It's not about me. So what you're saying is when you're starting to blame people, look at yourself and see what you're hurt about and mm -hmm. go back. Yes. You see, because... Because said there's some people who can't take responsibility yeah. for anything. But what happens is that when you can't take responsibility for your life, you can't create the life you want 
So you'd be the victim and suffer forever. Yeah. And in relationships, relationships are not 50, 50, they're 100, 100. And this goes back to something you said earlier, you know, as long as I focus on you being the problem, you know, everything I say about you be the problem is probably totally accurate because I'm pointing at your hundred percent. But as long as I'm pointing at your hundred percent, I give you total power over me. When I point at my hundred percent, I can do something about it. Yeah. See, and, and that's where we get our power is when we look at ourselves. Yep. And then it's all about surrendering to the truth and the truth really will set us free because when you can surrender to the truth, you can see what you need to do. And you look in a direction where solutions, opportunity, and possibilities start showing up. Yeah, yeah. What's really helped me also is to have accountability people, coaches, colleagues on my side, where they literally will <laughs> will stop me from saying something and say, no, that is not what your belief is. Change, change what you just said. And I have to say, okay, delete that statement. Because you get so used to saying, yeah. I can't believe he did this. I can't believe she did this. And that makes me so, or something. And then it's a habit that we've ingrained ourselves, And we have to literally change the way we talk because before the words come out of our mouth, it's already in our head. Yes. And there's nothing in the world around us that reinforces who we are. Yeah, absolutely. You know, everything around us teaches us to focus outside of ourselves. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. We don't, we don't learn in school. You wait until you're older and you 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 pick up books like from Eckhart Tolle and Stephen Covey these people who start teaching us how to really be that you realize it starts with us yes yes and then and then once you have that awakening it just it just changes everything and then once you have that discovery of course that's not the end that just opens the door and then the rest of our life is is about developing our ability to live in the experience of love yep. when the experience of love is present you're happy you're alive you're free you're on top of life you have a very positive attitude you radiate that positive energy into the world around you and great things happen around you and that's the natural state we were born that way but we disconnected from it yep. and you have to be ready for that awakening I know for me, what changed my life is when I read A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle the second time. Mm. The first time I read it, I could not get past the first chapter. I was not in the state of my yeah. life where I was ready. The second time I read it was a year and a half later, and I read that whole book in three days. And I had a one-year-old and a four-year-old. <laughs> I could not put it down. Everything he said from the first word to the last yes. word woke me up. Yes. That's a book that really changed everything about my life. There's a lot of great work out there. There is. There is. You'll get that message when you're ready. Yeah. And like me and so many others, probably like you too, something will click and... It'll change how you yeah. see yourself. Yeah. And another big thing is seeking it. Mm -hmm. You know, when you start seeking awareness, you may not know where it is, but like if you got an area of your life that isn't working, when well, you start looking, well, how can we get this resolved? How can, you know, what do I need to do? It's like when you seek things, you find them. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but when we're in the victim mode, there's nothing to seek because I'm not the problem. He or she's the problem. Right. You're focused on that, uh, on the yeah. problem. Yeah. And then you're stuck. Instead of the solution and the yeah. possibilities. Yeah. Right. 
So it is possible for us to have love in our relationship and in every aspect of our life is what you're saying. Yes, and it's possible to be, to live in that presence of love almost all the time. That sounds wonderful. But it takes looking at life in a, uh, a very different way. That you're at the cause and not the effect of your life. Yes, and also it's all about letting go and trusting. Mm. Yes. Letting go and, and just and trusting that, that, you know, things are going to be okay. See, because it's when, when we start trying to force things to be a certain way, that's when we make everything worse. It's like when you can flow with the way things are, then you can see what you need to do. You're incredibly effective. It, it's like you're, you're in a fast moving river. When you flow with the river, you can easily chart your course. Right. But when you try to go upstream, it's very, very difficult and you can't, you can't do anything. Right, right. And what we do in our lives, since we're taught that happiness and upsets come from outside of us, we go through life fighting, resisting, hanging on, withdrawing in an attempt to create the happiness that we seek, not realizing that it creates more suffering. Mm. It produces the exact opposite of what we're trying to accomplish. What's the one thing you think we should look for when we're looking for a mate? The person's willingness to feel they're hurt. The single most important quality in the area relationships is somebody's willingness to feel they're hurt. When you're willing to feel you're hurt, when you're willing to cry, it cleanses your soul. It allows you to be free inside. But we live in a world that teaches us you can't do that. You need to suppress your hurt. You know, big boys don't cry. Big girls don't cry. We're taught to suppress it. But the more you suppress it, the more baggage you got, the more you're unable to flow with life and the more destructive you're going to be. So, so in looking for a, a spouse or mate, find a person who's willing to feel their hurt. It's like it's essential because if you can't flow with life, you're going to suffer. And I'm thinking that also this has to do with your child because a lot of times people say boys don't cry, big boys don't cry. So the parents are saying this message to their sons. So as a parent, you're saying, don't say that, let them cry. Yeah, that's what we're taught. You know, that we live in a world that teaches us don't feel your hurt, but that destroys the natural healing process. Look at little kids. See, we were born with the ability to always be pure inside, to always be free inside. And look at little kids. What happens with little kids? They get hurt. They cry and they cry. And when they get to cry, the hurt's all gone. Yeah. yeah. And the thing, the thing that little kids do that's so powerful is they feel they're hurt willingly. Mm-hmm. Totally willing. And in that moment. Yes. Yeah. See, but it's also something that we've lost. Yes. In our culture. Now, in healing the hurt, crying doesn't equal healing. It's how you feel the hurt determines whether the hurt goes or it stays. When you feel the hurt as a victim of the circumstance, at the effect of our circumstances, which is the way we've been taught to do it, a person can cry hours a day for months and have no healing. But if you take the exact same hurt and feel it deliberately, purposefully, because you choose to, you can have a major healing in moments. Ah. 
but we live in a world that destroys the natural healing process because we're taught to avoid our hurt instead of running towards it. You want to go looking for opportunities to get more of that junk out of you. Yeah, to release it. All that baggage that we've been holding. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and I see this in a lot of men because men are taught not to cry. It's okay for women to cry. Like we're supposed to be emotional, so that's okay. And we're supposed to share our emotion and hurt. That's okay, but men don't share that stuff either. Yeah, I went uh, 25 years without crying. Uh, wow. I, used to, I used to be a Marine Corps captain. Men don't cry. Yep. And somewhere along the line, I learned that not only is it okay to cry, it's essential. It literally is what cleanses your soul. And, and then now I look for opportunities to get more junk out of me. And what's happened is the more I get that junk out of me, the less there is to get triggered. And now very, very rarely do I ever get upset. And then something else happened that I totally didn't expect. The more I'm willing to feel my hurt, the less I need my walls for protection. The more I can let my walls down, allow myself to be me, then what happens is I radiate love. And now what's happened is I have more love in my life every single day than I ever thought possible in life. I'm moved right now just thinking about that. Yeah, yeah. It all came from my willingness to feel the hurt. And this is where compassion, empathy, yes. sympathy, all of this comes from that. Yes. So you can't feel empathy and compassion for others when you're full of hurt inside. Yes, that you can't because the, you start shutting down. And then when yeah. people, and so often people have a defense mechanism that I call, I won't go there. I won't go to the hurt. So when people shut down their ability to feel, they also shut down their ability to love. And this is how relationships are destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. wow, that's profound. Thank you. We have a couple of minutes left. The message that I hear from you and I want to get out is that love is never enough to have a relationship work. That the key is really about making sure that the other person feels love because that's the only thing you have control of is what you do. Yes, anytime there's an area of life that isn't working, a relationship that isn't working, you got something to do with it. We've always got something to do with it. When we can start seeing what it is that's having it not work, then we got power over the situation. We can do something about it. But there's always going to be an underlying condition that's creating the problem. But when we focus on the symptoms without focusing on the under underlying condition, things aren't going to change. But when you start focusing on discovering that underlying condition, then you can start turning things around pretty quick. Okay. But, but you, you got to know how, you know, you got to take the steps. So how can people find more about how you can help them? How can they see you, hear you, talk to you? Yes. Well, I have a website, masteryoflife.com. And, and you can go to the website. There's a section on articles. You can just see a whole lot more about why your life is the way that it is. Uh, we also have a free e-course. There's a book I wrote, How to Heal a Painful Relationship. That was the book I was on Oprah Ford. Yeah. You know, we have a bookstore. We just got a lot of things there to support people and, and having their lives work. It's, it's yeah, we're going to have that in the show notes for you. Good. So people just click on it to get to you and get more information to have a profound change in their life. Yeah, because it's not difficult to have life work. We're constantly creating our lives. 
but you want to create your life consciously instead of unconsciously. Yep. You want to create it in a way that has life truly work. And I think that's why this whole movement is about conscious. We have conscious coupling, conscious uncoupling, yes. conscious parenting. It's, it's being at cause, being conscious of the choices that you're making. Yes, yes. Makes life a lot more enjoyable. Absolutely. And we're also going to have the link to Bill's two books, Get Your Power Back, How to Heal a Painful Relationship. Both those books are going to be in the show notes, so you can just click on it and find more about how to end conflicts, heal your hurt, restore the love, and enjoy your life again. We were all born with love, like you said, Bill. Yeah, it's time to get it back. Well, thank you so much for your time, your energy, and of course, your knowledge. Thank you. Great being with you. And listeners, thank you so much for your time, and we'll see you next week. And until then, always be learning and always be growing. Thank you so much for joining us today. Go to parentpumpradio.com and click on the pink box on the top of our homepage to listen to our new and archived shows. To be instantly notified of new episodes, subscribe to our RSS feed. The RSS feed button is located at the top of the page where all our shows are featured. And after listening to the show, go to parentpumpradio.com or our Facebook page to leave your comments, questions, and topic suggestions. And while you're at our website, sign up to receive a free gift. Until next time, have a wonderful week.